A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, power consumption analysis by the CTO of Casper Labs. Berkshire Hathaway meeting gets kind of crazy about Bitcoin in a bad way. And we have a crap ton of headlines. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. We have a big show to go through today, so I'm just going to get straight into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $57,823, up 1.8% in 24. And Ethereum, I don't know if you noticed, but it broke the 3,000 mark. It's at $3,160, up 8.3% in 24. And it also crossed a new all-time high. Well, this is a new all-time high, but it was at its all-time high about six hours ago at $3,200.91. In the same kind of vein, Ethereum Classic hit an all-time high of $50.73, and that was set four hours ago. And in my experience, Ethereum Classic rides Ethereum. A lot of people look at it and go, hey, that's kind of like Ethereum. Let's go invest into Ethereum. And it's kind of sometimes confusing for newer investors. So just pointing it out there. Of course, I don't really follow Ethereum Classic that much, so I could be just talking out my ass. They could have a lot of developments going on with their project. I just remember the last bull run, and I saw this with Ethereum Classic as well. In a number three spot, Binance Coin or BNB is at $661.95, up 5.9% in 24. XRP is in the number four spot at $1.56, down 0.6%. And Tether's number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have Dogecoin, Cardano, Polkadot, Uniswap, and Bitcoin Cash. And poor Litecoin is still sitting on number 11. Total market cap for the space, we're at $2.28 trillion and a BTC dominance of 47.4%. Casper Labs puts out their power consumption analysis, and I welcome Meta Parlacore, the co-founder and CTO Casper Labs, to talk about it. Thanks so much for having me on. Real excited to be here. 100%. Me too. I'm excited to have you here. Well, we're talking about power consumption analysis that Casper Labs has done. I looked it over. It's maybe a little over my head. I think you're going to make it hit my head. So let's do this. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Yeah. So, you know, Casper is a proof proof of stake network, right? We don't use proof of work. And as everybody knows, these proof of stake networks get their security from the stake on the network versus the hashing, right? The investment of energy specifically to secure the network. And what we found is that, you know, the Casper nodes are incredibly efficient in terms of their power consumption, right? You can run a Casper node using four cores and 32 gigs of RAM, which is a real and nice tiny footprint. You know, the mid-range nowadays is eight cores if you're looking at a mid-range server. So it's about half of a mid-range server. And we found that, you know, you know, really cut into the chase. If you're talking about 10,000 nodes on the network, we're about 5,400%, probably even higher, more efficient than Bitcoin and almost 1,900% more efficient than Ethereum, right? And what is it? It obviously matters for the environment, right? For the planet. Um, you know, we all know that electricity is, you know, solar 
generation isn't where it needs to be, right? A lot of electricity is still generated through not very clean processes. And so you do more, you know, greenhouse gas emissions and impact to the environment, right? And there's other great reasons why proof of stake networks are um, can be considered more secure than um, than even the traditional proof of work networks. And this is definitely where you know blockchain is going, right? They're definitely moving towards these proof of stake networks. Um, the other reason why being this efficient is terrific is that it can keep costs down really low, right? It's a lot easier to scale out the network and add more computation power through sharding and side chains. And you can keep transaction costs really low because it's very efficient to run a node, right? Our goal is that these nodes be really profitable for validators to run. And so if they're profitable, you can keep transaction costs really low, making it more sustainable and accessible for businesses to build on top of it, right? So that's like the ethos of Casper Labs and, you know, the Casper protocol is we want to scale out the adoption of blockchain by enterprise and end users. And you really can't do that without an efficient protocol. So you said it's 5,400% more efficient than Bitcoin. What does that equate to? Everybody's saying right now that Bitcoin uses as much energy as Argentina. Is that now like moving it down and scaling it to like Rhode Island? What would that really mean in practical terms? It's 700 megawatts per year of operation for the network, right? So if you think about it, yeah, just a fraction, right? It's a small fraction. Uh, and this is talking about the entire network, right? It's a small fraction of what is for Bitcoin. And the beautiful thing of it is that it, it's not going to go up, right? The consumption isn't going to go up. Bitcoin's hash rate will continue to increase as, as it needs more and more security, right? So the hash rate of Bitcoin just goes up. It only goes up. It's a flat Right, right. It's not going to go up over time. And because the security is not tied to power consumption, the security is tied to the stake in the network. So as mm -hmm. there's more and more stake in the network, then the security of the protocol goes up. Right. As you add more validators, you get more security. But the number I'm describing is at 10,000 validators, which is, you know, matching uh, Bitcoin. Last question I have for you. You mentioned something that was very interesting. You said that proof of stake can be more secure than proof of work. Can you explain that? Absolutely. So if I was to attack a proof of work network, I can go by just alternate, you know, mining an alternative chain, right? And for that attack, it doesn't really cost me anything except the effort to mine that chain. However, if I attempt to do the same in a proof of stake network, my stake will be slashed, right? So proof of stake networks have slashing, right? And, and proof of work networks do not have that. So it's not like anybody's going to walk in to your your data center and pick up your mining rig and walk out with it, right? Proof of stake slashing effectively eliminates your ability to even attack you know, a network again, right? Because you can't mount the attack because your stake gets slashed. So this, in this way, proof of stake networks can be significantly more secure than proof of work networks, right? It is novel. Proof of work networks have been out there for a long time and we will only, time will tell how proof of stake networks do in terms of real security. And they can be very complicated to implement in terms of their economic security. But when the rubber meets the road, right? If you mount an attack, somebody can actually come in and, you know, the protocol will come in and take your stake. Oh, that's very interesting. That's awesome. Thank you for explaining that to me. Medic Polycar, co-founder and CTO of Casper Labs. Thank you for coming on and telling us about your efficiencies. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Moving into today's headlines. The Digital Currency Group is a major crypto investment firm led by CEO Barry Silbert, and they plan to buy an additional $557 million worth of shares of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. If they do so, that will bring their share hodling from $193 million worth as of April 30th 
all the way up to three quarters of a billion dollars worth. Revolut has finally granted UK customers the ability to withdraw their Bitcoin to their external wallets. But this is only if you are a premium metal account holder. Previously, Revolut has only allowed you to buy, sell, and hodl your cryptocurrency within their own wallet. It's kind of like buying on, say, Robinhood. You can buy and sell and trade your crypto or your Bitcoin, but you can't take that Bitcoin out of Robinhood. Revolut is the same, but now, after a major update, and if you have the monthly subscription fee, you can now export your Bitcoin that you buy in Revolut to a Bitcoin wallet. That means you can control your keys and control your crypto. Beware if you're a MetaMask user, do not put your seed phrases into a Google Doc because that's what a bot is telling you to do. It's a phishing bot that's designed to trick you into putting your seed phrases into a Google Doc so somebody can then unlock your MetaMask wallet and take your crypto. MetaMask has never asked users for their seed phrase and operates no Google Doc based support. Please do not give anyone your seed phrase. Also, don't keep them digital. Write your seed phrases on a piece of paper and put them in a safe space. Nas, the rapper, one of the best lyricists of all time, is calling himself the cryptocurrency Scarface because he invested between $100,000 and $500,000 into Coinbase back in 2013. And well, because of their direct listing and now being traded on the NASDAQ, that initial investment is worth about $40 million. I can see how he's saying, I'm a genius. I'm the cryptocurrency Scarface. That's hell of returns. Congrats to Nas for taking a risk on a small company back in the day and having this huge payout. Visa is outlining five ways it's pushing into crypto. The first way, it's going to help you buy crypto. Second way, helping you spend crypto. Third way, crypto in everyday finance. Fourth way, settlements in crypto. And the fifth way, CBDCs, or Central Bank Digital Currencies. Read the full article in the show notes. Click it and give us your thoughts. And finally, you have to expect Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger to be at the annual shareholder Berkshire Hathaway meeting and field some Bitcoin or cryptocurrency questions. Well, they were asked, and this is what they said. Now that the crypto market overall is valued at $2 trillion, do you still consider cryptos as worthless artificial gold? Well, I, I knew there'd be a question on Bitcoin or crypto. And, and uh, I thought to myself, well, I've watched these politicians dodge questions all the time, you know, and, and, and uh, I always find it kind of disgusting when they do it. But the truth is, I'm going to dodge that question because the, we probably got hundreds of thousands of people watching this that own Bitcoin. And we've probably got two people that are short. So we got a choice of making 400,000 people mad at us and unhappy and or making two people happy. And that's just a dumb equation. So I, I thought about it. We had, we had a governor one time in, in uh, Nebraska a uh, long time ago, but uh, he would get a tough question. You know, what do you think about property taxes or, you know, what should we do about schools? And, and he'd look right at the person. And he'd say, I'm all right on that one. <laughs> and then he'd just walk off. Well, I'm all right on that one. And maybe we'll see how Charlie is. <laughs> Well, those who know me well are just waving the red flag as a bull. <laughs> of course, I hate the Bitcoin success. And I don't welcome a currency that's so useful and 
the kidnappers and extortionists and so forth, nor do I like just shuffling out a few extra billions and billions and billions of dollars to somebody who just invented a new financial product out of thin air. So I think I should say modestly that I think the whole damn development is disgusting and contrary to the interests of civilization. And I'll let, leave the criticism to others. <laughs> I'm all right on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Please go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And also go to DiemerForCongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com and donate to my campaign. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>